This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. Hour two on the block on your Friday. Thanks for tapping in with us here today. I'm Austin Norman. He's Eric Strickland. I believe back on stream. Strick, I can still see you. Are you there? Let's give it a shot. Hey, we're back. We're back. Yes. We're back, baby. Excellent. Uh, Rico filled in. Did get the shoot. You got me a double, and you know what it is. Tag. So I'm still the... Champ is indeed here. I uh, I don't have the music pulled up and ready because that's it was right. Rico. No, that's all right. He doesn't that's deserve right. it. We you do. Wait. You do. We can wait. Mm-hmm. We can wait till next week. We good. We good. So, yes, congratulations on uh, a team win. This is a team win, Stretch. It took uh, uh, one through two on the, the fight in Strickland's bench. But, hey, now you know you can trust Rico to step in, get it done for you if you need. He owed me because he finger rolled on me at the buzzer last game. You're welcome. Uh, well, one game, he, he he finger rolled on me and he stole one from me, so he owed me that one. He you're you're welcome, my Bellevue West brethren. <laughs> That's what we do, Fox Squad, baby. Heck we yeah, hey, T Birds fly together, baby. Caca. <laughs> Have a great show. Have a great show. Thanks, Rico. Appreciate you. <laughs> So, yes, congratulations to uh, Rico and Strick, uh, Team Rico, Team Strick, on the shootout victory today. And big thanks to Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul, located here at 27th and Pine Lake here in Lincoln. They sponsor our show. We appreciate them, the great work they do. It hits. They don't miss. Plain and simple. So, a big shout-out to Charles and everyone down there. Busy NFL hour. The Super Bowl is on Sunday, and that's what we're diving into. We're going to look at some matchups here. Uh, between the Chiefs and the Eagles. But I'm really excited for what's coming your way at the bottom of the hour. I went through, spent a good hour this morning pouring over the best prop bets. So some some player yardage totals, some numbers uh, for players to watch in the game, but also some fun ones. You know, the color of Gatorade dumped on the coach, length of national anthem, how many songs at halftime, that sort of thing. Uh, so Strick and I will have a certain amount of points to use up on these bets and we'll be tracking them throughout the Super Bowl on Sunday, uh, and we'll see who wins come Monday. Uh, 402-464-5685, the number to the Honda of Lincoln Hotline or the Sarder Heyman text line. Uh, if you have any questions uh, for Strick or myself, have any thoughts on the Super Bowl. Before we get there, though, Strick, there was one question that came through on the text line from Chris. Uh, he says, Strick, why did you retire? Was it because of a career-ending injury? Did you just know it was time for you to retire? What led to that decision? Wow, that's a great question. Um, in, in, in actuality, it was, it, was, it was two things. One, uh, I was in the middle of a custody battle for my um, oldest son at that time, and it, it was just one of those things where you, um, you're going through that process. You're, you're, you, you know, I ended up getting full sole legal custody of him. So it ended up working out. And so at that point you start looking at the, at the landscape of things. And, 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 and this is no slide to men and women and relationships or any of that thing. But at the time I'm looking at a situation where I'm a basketball player in the NBA 
your 41 games at home, your 41 games on the road. Um, you do have an extensive schedule that you must maintain, and you got to kind of consider how a judge would view that if you're going for a custody issue, you know. And so that would be a, a pushback that someone that's opposing you in, the, in that situation would have against you. So uh, that was part of the reason why I did. The second part is I kind of had an, um, a, a feeling that my time was coming to a close, is because. Uh, I'm a gym rat. I'm a guy that loved to be in the gym. I wanted to be in there religiously from early to late. And once that started waning and wanting the the, the, the inspiration to get in the weight room to continue to work and, and get better, um, once that started to wane, I knew it was about time. There you go, Chris. Uh, thanks for texting the question in. Hope that answers it. All right, from basketball to football, the Super Bowl is this week. I'm going to get a 5:30 Central Time kickoff from Phoenix, the Chiefs, and the Eagles. And Strick, we're going to start up front with the matchups. Uh, Let's start with the Chiefs offensive line versus the Eagles defensive line. Who, in your opinion, holds the advantage in that matchup? Oh, wow. Um, Listen, Chris Jones is one of the best to do it. They're tremendous there. You have Chris Jones, Kalen Saunders, uh, Derek Nandi, and, and Brandon Williams. Uh, on the other side, you have Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cotts, Milton Williams, uh, Linvale Joseph, but also you add in, in Dominican Sue, mm-hmm. um, and, and as well as, uh, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Davis. Davis. Big guy in the middle. So, so for me, the, the, the depth, the versatility, the, the strength inside, um, the pressure that they can throw at you in, in multiple ways, um, I would say it would be an even match when you look at it, but I, I, I would like to give a slight edge to the uh, Eagles. But I think it's an even matchup uh, across the board there for the most part. Would you say it's fair that the Eagles have more defensive line depth, but the Chiefs have the best yes. defensive lineman in Chris Jones? Yeah, that, that, that's the way I, I would look at it. You definitely have to look at that. But also, you've got to look at uh, Fletcher Cox, you know, in the past. Uh, he has the ability to wreak havoc on games. And and look, what Ndamukong Sue was able to do in, in the uh, the championship game as well, uh, you add that in, you're, you're, you're looking at something that is is, is tremendous. But Jones is relentless, um, you know, breaking through the pocket. Um, he has a career-high 15 and a half sacks, 29 QB hits uh, this year. So listen, um, that's, that's what you're looking at. That's what you're going to have to deal with. On the flip side of that, the offensive line. Both of these units have been very good. The Eagles, one of the best in football all year long. And the Chiefs, much improved since the last time they were in the Super Bowl. The last memory of Patrick Mahomes we have is him running for his life at Raymond James Stadium away from the Buccaneers. Really four-man pass rush is what they did most of the day. So general manager Brett Veach invests in that line. He drafts a center in Creed Humphrey right after that. Creed Humphrey, one of the best centers in the league, goes out and gets uh, Orlando Brown from the Ravens. Uh, he acquires Joe Tooney, former Patriot in free agency. And then Trey Smith at right guard, he drafts. The one carryover from that last Super Bowl team on the offensive line for the Chiefs is Andrew Wiley. The Eagles have two carryovers from their time, and it's two of the best at their position in yeah. a long time. And Jason Kelsey at center and Lane Johnson at right tackle. Which offensive line do you like better in this matchup, Strick? And so it's this is going to be another situation that they're both good. They're both solid. Um, even when things break down, they still allow uh, holes and avenues to be there. Uh, one of the things about both of these offensive lines is you don't have a lot of collapsing 
uh, for the most part. They're usually able to secure it enough to allow run lanes and opportunities. So it would come down to me, how good is that ankle really for Mahomes, as opposed to we're seeing that uh, Hertz was able to recover a little bit more from his injury situation, use his legs effectively. So it's going to come down to that. Who's going to be able to take advantage of those holes as they uh, as they open up, uh, both in the offensive run game as well as in the uh, the quarterbacks being able to uh, take advantage and use their legs. But I have to give um, a slight edge, I think even across the board, but I would have to give a slight edge because the one that's leading the charge, the one that's running and 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 making everything happen on that line is Jason Kelsey, who is, who is a tremendous veteran. He's one of the best at it to do it. And I think that um, they would have a slight edge. That to me... I think I trust the Eagles offensive line a little bit more, but I trust them if they're ahead in the game. If the Eagles have to play from behind, I'm sure they know they're still good at pass blocking, but that's what the Chiefs are built to do. Even though they've gone, you know, bigger, more used more tight ends this year, that offensive line can hold up pretty well in pass protection, and they don't necessarily have to because Patrick Mahomes, I think, is going to be fully healthy. I think is going to be fully mobile. Whereas Jalen Hurts, if he has to hold the ball for a long time, uh, yeah. ESPN's article that Bill Barnwell put out, I mean, the only person worse than Jalen Hurts holding the ball for four seconds this season was Matt Ryan. And for as mobile as Jalen Hurts is, throwing on the run hasn't been one of his strengths. So that offensive line for the Eagles really has to hold up for about two seconds, maybe two and a half seconds, because that's where Jalen Hurts is best. I would like to think they're able to do that against the Chiefs pass rush, but then this is strict where I think I want to go with the next matchup. The Philadelphia defensive backs or the Kansas City defensive backs? Which matchup uh, do you like better? Whoo! Well, um, their cornerback is 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 quite tough in uh, Darius Slay. Uh, he leads that group uh, pretty solid. Um, let's see who else they got. Slay and Bradbury um, are the two corners. Yeah, Bradbury as well. Uh, Avante Maddox, Josiah Scott. Those guys are solid. I would have to give the edge in the quarterback in the in the defensive back as far as the corners uh, to the Eagles. You move on to the safeties, and uh, you got uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson who leads the back crew uh, there. Um, I think they do very well uh, in 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 working together as a unit. I think more so uh, the safeties. I would call them even. So I would give an edge. Overall, in the defensive backcourt to the Eagles, I just think that they're built for what uh, uh, the the uh, Chiefs do well, especially with Kelsey. I think they got guys that can match up a little bit better with Kelsey than most people, and so that's why I would give an edge to them. I do like the Chiefs' safeties better than the Eagles. I think Juan Thornhill in his short career has shown he can make big plays. He was really good as a rookie. Uh, took a little bit of a step back, but he's come back to be a solid player this year. And Justin Reed, the guy they got from Houston, has been really solid. The biggest addition for the Chiefs is getting Legereus Sneed back. He suffered that concussion against the Bengals, uh, took that knee to the head. Seems like he's good to go. I think he's off the injury report. He should be playing on Sunday. And that's a guy that Steve Spagnuolo likes to use in a lot of ways, whether it's in coverage on the outside or blitzing him. Legereus Sneed has made a lot of plays in the backfield. So to me, he can be an X factor for the Chiefs. Flip side of that matchup then, strict the wide receivers. You have the two big names for Philadelphia in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. You have the whole cast of characters on the other side for Kansas City. Which wide receiving core do you prefer in this game? 
Well, I'm definitely going to go with the Eagles in this in this situation. Um, with the loss of Tyreek Hill in the wide receiver position, um, things have opened up tremendously. I was surprised that Kelsey was able to perform as well as he was. Juju Smith's Schuster um, long can stretch the floor. I mean, can stretch the field as well as Marquez uh, Valdez Scantling. Um, Kadarius Tony was uh, someone that w- was a surprise this year for for me as far as what he's been able to do uh, in coming over. Uh, I think that was a good addition for him. He's very electrifying. Um, he's a great piece to have as he's come from New York, but um, haven't seen fully what he can do as of yet. But definitely Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, look, that was the best steal, I thought. Devontae Smith still having 1,196 yards, seven TDs um, in 95 catches. Uh, those guys can do some tremendous damage as far as especially when um, uh, when um, um, oh gosh, AJ Brown. When um, no, no, when Jalen Hurts, Hurt, gosh, yeah, dang sorry. it, when Jalen Hurts is able to extend plays, uh, those guys can be of danger, and I, I think that's why I give the target to them. The best pass catcher in this game, though, isn't a wide receiver. It's Travis Kelsey for the Chiefs. And looking at how the Eagles have done against tight ends this year, pretty mediocre. They don't have anyone that's kind of like Derwin James. He's been really the only player in football who's consistently been able to stop Travis Kelsey when he's been on the field. The Eagles don't have an answer for Travis Kelsey. I believe that. But Dallas Goddard isn't a slouch himself. The Chiefs linebackers are fine. But to me, I still have to give the tight end nod to Kansas City. Yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, let's be real. 110 catches is crazy for a tight end in itself. 1,338 yards is (laughs) crazy, uh, especially with the loss of Tyreek Hill. But listen, um, I have to give the edge to them. But at the same time, don't 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 uh, discredit what Dallas Garter can do, what he has been. Uh, He offers a big body you know, wide receiver three type of guy that can uh, find himself open. Uh, across the middle, uh, I think they're mid. They're mid range. Um, they're 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 okay deep. I think Jalen has shown that he's capable of throwing deep balls a lot better than what we had expected. But uh, yeah, definitely Travis Kelsey in that instance. Uh, final position on the offense before we get to the big one: the running backs. Isaiah Pacheco has been a complete revelation for Kansas City. He's shouldered the load. On the flip side, Philadelphia has that real commitment to the ground game and Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. I assume you like yeah. the Philly run game and the running back room better in Kansas City's. Uh, listen, I, I would I, I would say it is surprisingly even, Ooh. and the the fact is is that yes, Andy Reid he loves his backfield rotation. I think that the Chiefs the Chiefs' top two options. They have equal versatility. I think they're 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 equal equally versatile in that they combine both for 1,700 yards from scrimmage, and so it's a little bit underrated as to what they're capable of doing. Yes, Miles Sanders had a tremendous year, 11 TDs and 1,269 yards, uh, but at the same time, the one to watch in whether or not the success of of this team would go is how well the Chiefs can contain Kenneth Gainwell. He's been mm-hmm. a surprising uh, a surprising piece for the Eagles in that backfield, and so be on the lookout for how well he does. All right, strict quarterback, the matchup, the MVP versus the MVP runner-up. Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs, Jalen Hurts of the Eagles. The last seven times or eight times the NFL MVP has played in the Super Bowl, their team has lost. The last three times uh, the 
MVP and runner-up have matched up in the Super Bowl as quarterbacks, the second-place MVP finishers team has won the game. That, to me, says we're trending towards an Eagles win with Jalen Hurts, but do you think he's a better matchup against the Kansas City defense than Patrick Mahomes is against the Eagles defense? Um, again, the injury, the injury to that ankle, how much time he's had in order to, uh, uh, get that back. Right. Um, is going to be something to watch for, but listen, Patrick Mahomes has been up against, um, another young quarterback in Joe Burrow. Obviously we know what the outcome of that was. Um, and, and, uh, Joe had owned them in that situation. Another young quarterback that has not, uh, been proven on this large of a stage, um, is going to be something to watch for how well, how composed he is in this game. But Patrick Mahomes has been there. He's already walked the walk. He's talked the talk. He's now making his third Super Bowl appearance, barring that there's any hindrance to that injury. Uh, yeah, you definitely got to give the edge to the Chiefs. 5,050 yards is absolutely crazy uh, for the year, Nuts. breaking the record. Plain and simple. Two more matchups to get to before uh, we hit our break and then get to the prop bets. Kickers, Jake Elliott who made the game-clinching field goal for the Eagles against the Patriots last time they were there. He comes in this season a 20 of 23 overall uh, for 87%, long of 56. He's also 51 of 53 on extra points and kicks touchbacks 70% of the time. On the flip side, Harrison Butker for the Chiefs certainly made his share of big kicks, but has also struggled. He's only 18 of 24 on field goals this year. He's 38 of 41 on extra points, but last year those were a Brett Maher-esque struggle for him at times and has touchbacks 65% of the time. Game on the line, Strick. You get either Jake Elliott or Harrison Butker. Who do you trust more with that kick? So here's the thing. Butker, yes, he struggled a little bit in, 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 uh, in the season this year. Butker, though, in the playoff field goals is 20 for 23 over the last five years on the, on the contrast, Elliot over that same period is 13 for 13 in the same stretch. So both have done and handled their business in the biggest, on the biggest stage in the biggest games. And so at that end of the day, I would call it a wash. I'm taking Butker. I think he has a little bigger leg. And again, just a few more chances. I know he has maybe the lower lows than Elliot does, I would take Butker. I really would. Again, it's very close. It's splitting hairs. You take one, give me the other. I'm going to be happy. But this is the last matchup I want to get to, Strick. The matchup of the head coaches, Andy Reid versus Nick Sirianni. We'll start with Sirianni on the Eagles. Young coach got essentially laughed out of the room on Twitter after his opening press conference. And here they are a couple years later in the Super Bowl. Nick Sirianni has added the most points with his decision-making uh, of any coach in the NFL this year. But on the flip side, it's Andy Reid. Andy Reid's like 23-6 and six with 10 or more days to prepare in his career. Andy Reid and the Chiefs, you know, have now been here three of the last five seasons. Which head coach do you trust more and would you want coaching your team in this game? Well, let's just start, let's just start at this spot. Active head coaches uh, right now, there's only five of them total. Bill Belichick, who has obviously had nine Super Bowl appearances here where he's six and three. Andy Reid is number two, where now this is going to be his fourth. He's had three Super Bowl appearances. He's one and two. Pete Carroll's next. Mike Tomlin at two. Everybody else at two. And then Sean McVay, uh, who is just getting himself started. Andy Reid, over 24 seasons, has had 
18 playoff berths to where he's 21 and six. He has the best record of anybody that's active. And so when you go down and you look at it, his total numbers as well is phenomenal. When you, when you look at it on top of that as well, he is the guy I think that can get it done. He's one of the, he's one of the best to do it in Philadelphia. He cares more about this thing than probably anybody out there on the field. And I think he's going to bring it home for the chiefs. Uh, when you're talking about the coaching matchup. When Andy Reid was hired in Kansas City, one of the guys he let go, Nick Sirianni, was the wide receivers coach under the two previous administrations. I heard someone uh, say it earlier this week, Strick, that they would trust Andy Reid, you know, for the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, but they want Nick Sirianni in the game because Andy Reid has had his fair share of, I don't call them meltdowns, but playoff miscues in terms of clock management, timeout management. We know the guy can game plan. We know the guy can scheme. He'll probably have some funky play drawn up for the Super Bowl. It's going to be fun to watch. But Nick Sirianni, in just a couple seasons, has proven proven himself as one of the best in-game coaches in terms of trusting his team and putting them in positions to succeed. And I'm curious to see how that plays out on the big stage. Looking forward to it as well. It's going to be an exciting game. I still think that the matchups are phenomenal across the board. Um, both on the defensive and offensive side of things. And so it's going to be an interesting and it's going to be a fun game to watch. We'll give our picks now. Who's your Super Bowl champion and what do you think the score is going to be? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to go with the um, I'm going to go on a limb and I know you're not going to do it. but I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to go Philadelphia mm. 24 to 21. Ooh, that's a little lower scoring. OK, I see you. I like it. This is a toss up for me because I think the Eagles are the more complete team. I, I like a lot of them head-to-head in their matchups in terms of what they're going against. But ultimately, I think the Chiefs end up with the two best players on the field in Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, who have you know made big plays in big times and even you know more pressure than they'll face in the Super Bowl. So yeah. I got to go with Kansas City. I'll say I it's a 34-30 it. to 30 game. 34-30 Kansas City. I would say if Philly can get this running game going, mm-hmm. I think I think watch out. I think Philly will be able to take it. Now, if they get the running game shut down, I think it's going to be even tougher for them. Absolutely. That's the hard-hitting football analysis. When we come back, we'll spend a segment on Super Bowl prop bets. How many yards will players have? Uh, how many targets will players have? How many catches? But also, how long is the National Anthem going to be? How many songs will <laughs> Rihanna perform? We'll get into that, give you our guesses when we get back to segment two of Hour 2 of On the Block. 